This is the Daily Signal podcast for Thursday, November 9th. I'm Virginia Allen. The third GOP presidential candidate debate was last night in Miami, Florida. Five candidates were on stage, including Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Former President Donald Trump was again absent on the debate stage. Instead, he held a rally just north of Miami. A lot of ground was covered during this two-hour long debate. So joining us to break down some of the biggest moments from the night is Heritage Action for America's Karen Jarosh. Karen, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Thank you for having me. Well, Karen, you serve as the Florida State Director for Heritage Action for America. You live in Florida, right where this debate was taking place. I want to begin by asking you about a pretty big moment that happened really early on in the night. The debate was hosted by NBC News' Lester Holt and Kristen Welker. They were the moderators along with conservative talk show host Hugh Hewitt. And right at the beginning of the night, Vivek Ramaswamy really kind of went after the NBC uh, moderators, the NBC News moderators. And he questioned why the media that, quote, rigged the 2016 election was hosting the debate. And he added that who should actually be hosting this debate are folks, and he named several, like Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. And he said, you know, that in this case, we'd have, if folks like that were hosting it, we'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. What did you make of Ramaswamy's remarks here? Well, I think um, he tapped a nerve that uh, conservatives are frustrated with the liberal media and how they have interfered in the past elections. Um, I think, you know, it is something that he knows pulls well with the the audience um, that we're watching. So I think um, he truly meant it, but I also think he also understood um, that he would probably uh, be winning some uh, early, you know, banking some early points on the board um, with the audience. Um, But I I think it is a fair criticism um, and uh, um, one uh, we didn't see coming. I'm sure will be talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's go ahead and dive into some of the the meat of what we saw on Wednesday night and the policy issues. Of course, since the last GOP uh, primary debate On September 27th, um, Israel is now at war, and that is an issue that is on the hearts and minds of all of of America. What did you make of the questions that were asked in relation to Israel and support for Israel and what the candidates had to say in regard to how they would lead on the issue of America and the, the relationship between America and Israel specifically? Yeah, actually, I thought the line of questioning was fair um, and uh, in-depth, and I thought equally the responses um, were there. You know, I wanted to see, um, you know, if it included, um, you know, why the candidates um, took the positions that they did and, you know, if they understood fully, you know, the impact 
of what this war, um, this attack by terrorists means, um, not only on Israel, but in, you know, the, the world. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I thought it, uh, um, the, the candidates did a good job of um, talking about um, why uh, it is important to protect Israel um, from this, these terrorists. And, you know, they are our friends, they are our allies. Um, I did see them going out to call out anti-Semitism that is rampant um, here in America. Um, and, you know, that is that is very troubling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as far as the line of questioning went, um, you know, the uh, NBC did a good job, or at least the moderators of the debate did. Yeah. Um, well, so, and right along that same um, vein of questioning, of course, Iran was brought up and U.S. relations with Iran moving forward. Were you pleased, by the way, that, that the candidates weighed in on, on these issues? Yeah, I mean, I think um, Iran definitely is playing a role here by funding the proxies. Um, I think, um, you know, it is up to the United States to, um, there are things that where we can help um, in that regard, especially when our forces are being attacked by some of these proxies. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I think the responses by the candidates went to, uh, the direction that they should have. I was a little bit interested by the fact that there wasn't too much time devoted to the economy uh, during this two-hour-long debate, and inflation was never brought up. And we know that inflation is one of the highest issues of concern to voters. What did you make of the fact that the moderators never ask about inflation? Well, I think that did show their bias. Um, they know what causes inflation, and that is um, high spending. And uh, definitely the United States um, and Congress, uh, as well as the Biden administration, have been spending way too much money, which is actually causing the problem. So if, if they actually called attention to the inflation, then they would be, you know, bringing to light that it is the overspending of the Biden administration, um, especially post-COVID, not uh, reining back the funds. So they purposed to try and bypass that. But I think I think the candidates did, uh, you know, were able to, to point that out, mm. to bring that to light in their discussions. Mm-hmm. Multiple, all of the candidates spoke very clearly uh, on the issue of the southern border and border security, um, many of them, you know, stress the need to send additional resources to the border, more troops to build the border wall. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis um, was very clear, and one of the lines that got a, a lot of applause for the governor was he was speaking about uh, the cartels and standing against the cartels, and his, his quote, he said, I'll tell you this, if someone in the drug cartels is sneaking fentanyl across the border when I'm president, that's going to be the last thing they do. We're going to shoot them stone cold dead. <laughs> Very strong statement from the governor. Uh, what what did you make of not only uh, not only what the governor said, but also the response that he received? 
Well, again, I think that is tapping into the sentiment of the electorate. You know, people see people streaming over the border. Um, I think um, there were there were some other um, solutions that he mentioned, such as, you know, deportation, um, using the uh, remittances back into Mexico to pay for the border wall. Um, so tapping into that frustration of, um, you know, so many American lives have been touched by the fentanyl um, that is streaming over the borders. So I, I think that was strong. I think the other candidates as well, you know, brought up some of those points. Um, I think also, um, uh, you know, the, the point was brought out about uh, um, fentanyl caused by um, mental health crisis mm. in our country. So I think that the candidates were really, you know, tapping into how Americans feel about uh, the, the policies of the Biden administration. I wish they would have drawn the line a little bit stronger. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that's why he elicited such a strong response is because he tapped into how Americans really are feeling about yeah. the issue. Yeah. Well, another issue that all the candidates weighed in on and spent quite a bit of time talking about was China. There was a lot of talk about how do we protect America's interests? How do we make sure that um, America is prepared to stand against China? Um, when when you look at the comments that the candidates made, was there anything that really stood out to you in regards to what was said about uh, how these individuals, if given the opportunity to be president, how they would handle standing against the threats that China poses to America? Yeah, I mean, I think um, there was a lot of discussion about the naval ships and, and how our capacity has declined, um, especially under the um, leadership of Obama and then Biden. Um, you know, our defense has you know, always played second fiddle to other priorities, lesser priorities. So um, it was really good to see um, the discussion about strengthening um, you know, our naval capacity to deal with um, China. I think TikTok was brought up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've heard it said TikTok is like having, you know, the CCP in everyone's pocket. So, um, and, and of course, um, the, the security risks of allowing, um, you know, sensitive infrastructure to have China buying land right nearby where they could launch, you know, spy missions. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it was um, worth all the time the candidates spent on it. China is one of our biggest threats um, to national security. And um, I might have um, liked to have seen a little bit more about, um, you know, some of the ESG policies, which mm -hmm. are social credit scores. I think there, mm -hmm. it was mentioned that, um, you know, if we're not careful, we're going to be importing more than just <laughs> – you know, goods and trinkets from China. Um, I also like to, um, what I heard about um, bringing manufacturing back to our country as, mm -hmm. you know, it's vital to our national interests. Mm, critical. So the China, it was very robust discussion. And, um, you know, I think that will play well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely on the minds of voters. How would you rate the moderators overall, their line of questioning the topics that they did and didn't bring up? Um, you know, I, I will say I think overall the, question, the line of questioning was, uh, well, as far as what 
the candidates did with the questions. Mm -hmm. I mean, they talked about a wide range of topics about Israel, about um, China, about um, they went into, you know, abortion, Venezuela. They went into so many um, areas. So we were able to elicit where the candidates stand on each of those topics. Of course, the questions were, um, you know, very careful to straddle, um, you know, what, for example, on the, the border questions, and you mentioned the, the inflation, the lack of um, direct acknowledgement of, of the high inflation. So, um, you know, they, they did okay in my book. They didn't do as well as they could have, but it could have been a lot worse. Mm. You mentioned the issue of abortion. That was an issue that for so many conservatives was on our minds tonight after um, seeing issue one um, fail in Ohio. I, I'm i wondering if if you thought that um, the candidates, the five candidates, were clear enough tonight on the issue of abortion and on how they would protect life if given the opportunity to be president. Well, um, I mean, I think we we could read between the lines on some of the candidate responses. Um, again, I, I don't know. There was some missed opportunities there. Um, I didn't hear much about um, chemical abortions where um, half of all abortions occur. Um, you know, some of the solutions that I think um, would be a little bit um, that that area might have been an area riper. Um, to delve into and to, to state their positions on. Um, they also didn't discuss um, what Senator Tuberville has been doing in um, the mm-hmm. federal funding um, of abortions through the military memo, kind of an illegal action. Um, again, I think a lot of Americans um, would agree that, you know, there are uh, differing opinions on the abortion issue, but having taxpayer funding um, for that is something that used to get very wide agreement. So I think those um, are a couple of areas that that could have been mentioned a little bit uh, further, but um, I think it was clear, um, you know, again, without them being too direct, you know, which ones were stronger on protecting the lives of the unborn than others. Mm-hmm. Sure. Before we let you go quickly, I, I do want to ask you about former President Donald Trump's absence in the night. Um, this is the third debate, the third time he chose not to participate. How do you think his not being on the stage affected the tone, the atmosphere of the debate tonight? Well, um, I think it did. It, the, the candidates were attacking each other because they are fighting, um, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your outlook, um, for second place. Um, so it, it kind of leaves one thinking, you know, if, if, if they're fighting for, for second place, is there ever going to be the opportunity to vie for first place? And, um, you know, uh, if, if uh, honestly, if I had the polling numbers and um, not being in the debate wasn't going to affect that, I probably would have made the, the decision that uh, President Trump has been making. Um, but it would be nice to have at least one debate. Uh, I think there will be at least one more. I think mm-hmm. Alabama is next, where all the candidates um, are in the room so that you can kind of um, judge them. Um, 
So that would be my hope. I don't know that that will happen. Um, but uh, there was a big void, I think, due to his absence tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, we will have an opportunity to find out before the end of the year. December 6th is the next mm-hmm. and fourth GOP presidential debate. Karen Jarosh of Heritage Action for America, thank you for being with us. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. And with that, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Daily Signal podcast. Thank you for joining us post the presidential debate. If you haven't had the chance, make sure that you check out our evening show right here in this podcast feed, where every day around 5 p.m. we bring you the top news of the day. Also take a moment to subscribe to the Daily Signal podcast wherever you like to listen and help us reach more listeners by taking a moment to leave a five-star rating and review. Also make sure that you check out the Daily Signal website. That's dailysignal.com for more in-depth reporting on last night's debate. Have a great day. We'll see you right back here around 5 p.m. for our top news edition. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.